Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. Ten rounds down and the first... Origin teams have been selected, Brock. They have been? What do you think? Uh, a bit 50-50, to be honest. I think Queensland, or I may have made a few more changes, but that's more looking towards the future. So uh, on their side of things, not really surprised that there was minimal changes, staying loyal. Um, on our side of things, there was a, a couple of changes, but uh, I don't think anyone was ever really going to be happy. There was plenty of contenders, you could say, Ryan James has been playing well. Tyson Frizzell got man of the match on the weekend again. Tarek Sims did. Um, you know, there's probably a couple of spots in the back line people aren't happy about, but we have injuries. And uh, Johnston may have played for Australia, but I'm not his biggest fan. I think it's a different ball game playing for New South Wales, uh, the halves. So, uh, yeah, I think it's hard, really. I think everyone's got a difference of opinion, in particular for the New South Wales side. Yeah. But uh, what about yourself? Uh, I'm not a fan of Hodkinson. Not, no. not because I don't think he'll do the job, just because I, I think it's a a, uh, a selection not based on form. He kicked the ball out in the full first set of the game on Friday night. I, I put the pen through him then. Well, so. His goal kicking as well this year, which is one thing they talked about, hasn't been that great either. Yeah. Maloney's been better than him. Croker, there's been a lot of kickers in the comp that have been much better. So um, when they said that it was the, the deadly kicking, I thought, well, that hasn't exactly been up to scratch either. But yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think you probably remember this when we talked about it weeks ago. I said I'd split them at the time. Obviously, his form hasn't been good since, but that was the halves pair I predicted. He's, he's ended up going that way. I'm, uh, I'm pretty surprised. And, and again, they talked about defense. He's the one who let the try in with Roger Tulvasashek and a couple others. So yeah. he's really down on form right now. I would have rather probably rolled the dice on Maloney um, and or bring somebody else in. Uh, the option's not really few and far between. They were never really going to go for Austin, I, I guess. And Reynolds is the other one we both really like if he was healthy, not Josh Reynolds, Adam, of course, um, purely for the kicking side of things. But he's obviously hurt again as well. So um, I, I think we're almost handcuffed in that situation. But I still would have gone Maloney. Maloney would have been my 5 Yeah, no, Brunner. Uh, the back line, any thoughts there? No. I, I think... And about this I, argument, I, I, I would have picked Jared Croker in the centres. The Roosters pairing on the left, I'm not surprised about. Uh, I was very close to putting a pen through Tupo. Daniel Tupo until the yeah. second half. On I think his, his last couple of games have been his best games. He scored that hat trick and well, watch, go back and just watch the first half of last week's game on mute and mm. tell me that he's running hard and nah, in a lot of effort. He wasn't. He wasn't. I don't think Jennings has been that bad. A lot of people hit him. I even thought the Australian game he was one of our better players, like as far as effort was concerned. You know what you're going to get from Michael. Yeah. Plus, so. uh, again, like I said, we're a bit handcuffed at the moment with backline players as far as injury goes. 
Morris, you always know he's going to get picked. They always put him on English. It's the same thing over and over again. He's done a pretty good job in the past. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm not the biggest fan know. again, but, you know, that's they've done that every year regardless. We'll see what comes out. And that wing spot, top of Wadi, people have been blowing up saying Johnston. I'm probably not Johnston's biggest fan, to be honest. Uh, I don't have an issue with it. Particularly yardage. Yardage is probably the big thing for me. I think that top is probably better. I know, again, he's not playing the best at the moment or the best side, but... I think um, Jack Whiten can probably feel a little bit yeah, well, he was the other one. And the though. other one, I like. I know they picked Dugan at fullback, but I was almost buying into the Matty Johns theory of playing Moylan at fullback and Dugan on the wing and just having them play dual, basically. I, I couldn't play him on, the, on picked, the wing. If I was going to do anything, I'd move Morris to the wing and move him to the centre. Because last year he proved he was locked down in the centre. And believe in that, I would have rather. You watch Dugan in the Australian game. I know it doesn't seem like a massive difference, but he was awful on the wing. Mm. So that, that's the only other change. I'd probably agree with you. Uh, in that regard, but yeah, I thought White was probably the one, probably a little hard done by. I yeah. think he's better in yardage, he's more aggressive, probably suited to that game more so than what Johnston is and uh, the way Hopawade's going. They're saying he's got a groin problem. Probably the big thing that ticks for me, a lot of people were ripping in. Last year, little do they know, I think it was game two there, he stayed on 60 minutes with a busted AC joint yeah. and was pretty good. Took all his kicks, played well in yardage, so that's probably the only real upside for me. You know he's been there and he's played through injuries. So. Yeah. Um, halves, like I said, we probably don't agree. Ford pack. Um, did you feel that anyone was hard done by? Obviously, Luke Lewis was a late admission. A lot of people are filthy about that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of not so dirty, to be honest. No. I, I think he's been good since he's been back this year, but I can understand wanting to move. If you're picking it on form, he makes a team. Yeah, if he, I'm, I'm with you there. But the changes in particular, um, I don't know you can bench Cordner. I'd have to start Cordner. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. I think you have to start with Cordner. Everyone, I could really run a train on that side, but I'm not going to. Um, mm. I'm just going to go and watch it next Wednesday and hope that, uh, hope that we get the result well, we'll talk, because it's, this is a series. Yeah, we'll talk more in depth next week. But honestly, um, well, we'll do the fast five. Was Merrin, Merrin named to start? No, he's, he's on the, the other one. No brainer. Jackson's I, got the tight spot. Yeah, okay. So play Merrin, put Jackson on an edge and float him, swap him around with Merrin. When They're you want to start from When you want to bet. Well, Cordner's the other I don't see he can play Cordner off the bench. Cordner warms into a game and plays on that The edge. other one is Hoffman's had two concussions in a row. How yeah. is he, he going to get cleared to play? Well, as soon as they brought that up last night, I said, I wonder if that'll flag up in his medical. How do they justify two KOs if they're going to be so stringent on the concussion rule? They've made other players take To longer. me, Bo Scott, Ryan Hoffman, very same, same. Very boring. They're going to do their job. I just Boyd Cordner, he can put a hole in you. Josh Jackson, solid defender. Merrin, offload. There's just well, Frizzell's, the, Frizzell's the other one, really. Well, again, Frizzell, the weekend yeah. pushed me well and above the edge to say that we, I'd consider. Clemmer, yeah, I don't know. I think that was purely just a size play, having the double on the bench for feet. Yeah, okay, to be they there. did that a few years ago. They put Timmy Green in there. It didn't work. Yeah, well, he's got no leg speed though. Yeah. Clemmer, maybe a bit in the same boat. I think he's probably got a better bump and a little bit more. Um, but Fafita was the one who, when they leaked the side a couple of days before wasn't in the side, and they changed their tune pretty quickly about that. I can't believe they were going to leave him out. Um, I'm very, very glad they changed their mind there. If they would have left him out, they could have given themselves a triple. But, mm. um, yeah, I think Frizzell, maybe Wade Graham, there's a couple there that I thought may have jagged the bench spot. But overall, do I think there's enough there to win? Possibly. Um, yeah, but I kind of look at the Queensland side, and I think there's a lot better form. Barb Boyd probably coming back fresh from an injury, but they stay loyal. Hodges G.I., uh, Chambers, Boyd, Slater. Cronk had one of his better games in the weekend. Thurston's in good touch. Uh, they've got Maguire in there this time as well, getting a debut. Napa's the 18th man. Um, and you know that you've got, who was it? 
Michael Morgan's the 19th man currently until Daly Chervens gets scans to confirm uh, if his shoulder and elbow's okay. Yeah. So whether they go a straight swap there, like whether they go four forwards and move Napa right in, or whether they just go the swap and keep him as 18th and move Morgan in, I'm not sure, but they really lose nothing in that in that regard. Yeah. Michael Morgan's been an outstanding form, but fast five to start things off. Highlight, low light, best, worst, and any questions? What was your highlight? Uh, well, the highlight and the low light I sort of mixed in together. My The highlight was the Golden Point games, but I just don't like the fact that you don't get anything out of a Golden Point loss. I'd like to see teams get one point each, and then the winner of the Golden Point gets another point. So two and one, you reckon? Two and one. I can kind I like of... I like, the Golden Point's great. Like, it's theatre, it's entertainment, but for me... You've gone 80 minutes as an equal, and then, you know, because you can pot a field goal, it means that you get the two points. Well, I see the validity, but I'd go a different way, and I think Andrew Voss touched on something I've said on here before. The the whole 10 minutes, the field goal doesn't end it, neither does the try. I reckon you play the 10 minutes, and they just go hammer and tong. Yeah, but it's the same as the 70th to the 80th minute. What happens at the end of that, then? You can't just settle on a field goal. What happens if it's... You get a point each. No, you just play the 80 then. So that's well. That's the other thing I was going to say. If you're not happy with that, just go to the draw. Because I don't like the field goal and it's all over. I reckon you either play the extra ten minutes. Yeah, but I don't think teams would be. I think teams would be more open to trying to score a try and just playing normal footy if they know they've got a competition point. Mm. You get a point at the end, and then well, we'll play for ten minutes. Whoever scores first gets another point. Yeah, but then you could argue in, in other circumstances the fact that no one could get the result after eighty. That normal teams walk away with nothing. So why? Yeah, but if you can't win the game. Yeah, but if you can't win a game within eighty minutes, why you deserve a point yeah. for going an extra time? So there's arguments all around. But I'd either, I'd rather the ten. So you minutes. think the team that loses in golden point deserves nothing? If you neither if you of you golden point, you deserve something. If for you're them, neither of you are good enough to get a result, it's no different to me of a win or loss in a normal game. I don't see why you deserve a point still. But they're four golden point. Yeah, they haven't lost point, point, But neither have been good enough to win the game within the normal time. So why does someone deserve a point for that? Because they're four golden point. It's been they've been equals through eighty. Yeah, well, it's not it like could be an absolute stinker though. Doesn't matter. Could be two rubbish sides, and you've rewarded someone a point compared to a team that's maybe one by two in an absolutely tight contest. You can't really justify giving one point to somebody. Just uh, I, I think it. it should be one point each, and then um, I like the uh, golden yeah. try, or you either play the full ten minutes, and they have to just go hammer and tong. There's no stopping, or just the draw. When they've spoke about the draw previously, I thought, well, I'd be happy with it just to be a draw. To be honest, no, at least a, both yeah, get something. Okay, from a from a non entertainment standpoint, mm. but. You know, it's it's good entertainment. Mm. Yeah, well, no one's ever going to agree on that. There's a hundred arguments in regards to that. Uh, my highlight was the Cowboys versus Broncos game. Uh, very tight on Friday night. It was the second game, unfortunately. I watched it Saturday morning. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was 20-all with 10 to go. Obviously, Morgan jagged those two late tries and broke the, the Camels back, but I thought that was a real indication of two teams on the top of the table and a, and a good game of football. Yeah, yeah, and I was a cracker. What about your low light? Yeah, well, that's it. The fact that teams don't get... A point for losing in Golden Point. Uh, well, I don't like. I just, yeah. And the Titans lost in Golden Point. Well, that's two games we've lost in Golden Point this year to forty meter field goals or whatever, thirty meter field goals. Yeah, just and I look back on that now and go, well, if we got a point for each of those, we'd be we'd be further up the table, better mm. chance of making the eight. So, you know, if we'd won both of those games, I don't know whether my tune would be any different. It, you know, there was other teams that, that lost in Golden Point, and there's been plenty of Golden Point games this year. I just, yeah, I don't know. Just looking at it from a performance standpoint, coaching standpoint, player standpoint, um, obviously entertainment-wise, we've got to have it. I, I think it's great theatre. The fans love it, but I just think you need to reward the teams more than what we do. Mm. Uh, well, my low light was the Tigers-Newcastle game. 
Oh, it was an absolute bludger. Uh, there was 27 errors. I thought both of them had... I thought last night was pretty close too. Yeah, it was pretty bad as well. I think that had 18 errors when I had a look today. Um, the only difference I could probably offer there is Penrith is still missing a significant amount of players. and uh, The Eagles, well, they're still miss, missing a couple as well. But, yeah, I, they really felt they had control of that game the whole time. But the Tigers-Newcastle game, the Tigers had plenty of good ball, heaps of opportunities to finish it off. I think it all got summed up when they lost that scrum yeah. right near the end of the game about how bad they were in good ball. And the Newcastle on the flip side, they just look absolutely impotent every time they got inside the 20 as well. Yeah. There was a couple of times there, just simple maths, and Andrew Johns pointed out that the forward kept hitting the front man. They were going Smith to a front row. They had a four on two multiple times where they should have gone out the back. But the halves weren't handling the football. Yeah, The forwards were going the interchange pass. And, and again, it shows that block-block shape sometimes is just an absolute waste. Well, it is. Um, instead of actually giving your halves the football and making a make a decision, but... Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that game. It was quite painful. But Tarek seems been super destructive. I, I didn't take many positives out of that game. What about your best of the round? Uh, Michael Morgan. Yep. Clearly. He, uh, he, Jonathan Thurston, he was good. Um, the other one was Jesse Bromwich. He was unreal. Yeah. Well, I had Morgan, but the one for me yesterday was Tyson Frizzell. Tyson Frizzell just went on an absolute rampage. Every time he hit the line, uh, he's got great feet, great acceleration, runs nice lines. Him and Joel Thompson this year along with Merrin, one of the best back rows in the comp. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in particular, that offload, when he made that break for that try for you and Aiken, that was an absolute ripper. Yeah. I, I love love a bit of quality, but, yeah, the line, the footwork, and then that pass at the end, that was one of the, the better offloads I've seen, especially under pressure. So, yeah, a massive weekend. But we're at your worst. Uh, probably the last night's game wasn't wasn't really entertaining. Um, and as you touched on the the Sunday game, I fell asleep in that one. So, mm. well, poor old uh, Apicite Coruscant last night. He had a bad night playing at six, didn't he? Yeah. And well, then when he moved to he's nine, doing, he's doing the side of favour. Oh, he's doing the side of favour. But I thought just there was a few few times there, just very basic errors. Once he moved to nine at the end there, because Segiaro didn't have a great night either. Uh, when he moved to nine at the end of the game, you can tell where he's a lot more comfortable, obviously. Mm. But uh, my they just worry, got they just got jumped last night, Penrith. But we, we obviously we're going to go into that. I still can't believe they won. But yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. But mine was Cameron Smith. Uh, he kicked out the full three times. How, do you, oh, how, many, how many times did you say that? Cam. Well, I'm just being honest. Like I said, people call bias to people. He wasn't, he wasn't the worst player of the round. Oh, there's one thing we're not on this show, and that's bias. I'm willing to sledge my own players. Cameron Smith kicked the ball out in the full three times in a game. And I watched Craig Bellamy. They put a video up again of the lip reading, and it was specifically aimed at Cameron Smith and kicking out the four. And there was plenty of F-bombs in the middle of it. Of course there was. Uh, on top of that, obviously, we had the discussion over the weekend about the kicking incident as well. Um, you, you... I think the, that, that's the worst thing that's come out of the weekend, the fact that we're even talking about it. Mm. Um, look, he's not clean skin. You know, there's plenty of stuff that he does in rucks and play the balls and scrums and whatever he's not the only that one, everyone no. else does. Yeah. He, he just, the focus is on him because he's such a good player. But the only other person who's brought up what I've said, and he's a Queenslander, is Gordon Tallis. When I look at the replay, there's two men in, and to me, Luke's chop locked him under the knees. Anyway, minute, so. If that's Cameron McInnes in Cameron Smith's situation, mm. and he's kicking Cameron Smith, do we even hear about it? Probably not. No. No. Because he's probably answered your question. But that's the other reason I, what I thought they highlighted it so much. It was a media stink because Origin's around the corner. Yeah, please. He got tackled under there. Luke got himself in a crap Look, position because. He kicked him in the head. He yeah. deserved the charge. He got a minor charge, which he deserved. It's not like he does it every week. Move no. on. Yeah, move on. Pretty much. Uh, any questions? Uh, no, not really. It was more around the origin side, and we sort of covered that. Yeah, well, I was going to say any other changes. So obviously, you would have gone Jackson. You said starting Cordner. 
Um, no Hoffman, no Scott? No, I probably wouldn't have. I would have started with Jackson and Merrin um, oh. and Cordner. I was I pretty much kept the back line and the halves the same just because you knew bar like I said if Adam Reynolds was available I would have went him and Pierce the back um, line the other one is I would have picked Napa over Lilliman yeah well I would have had Cordner Jackson Merrin as the starting pack with Fafida Clemmer and uh, instead of having you wouldn't have had Tarmow starting no Tarmow starting that's yeah. my back row okay my back row so pretty much I had the same first ten as them but because I've taken into account injuries and what he was going to pick. But I would have went Cordner and Jackson on the edges with Merrin. And then I would have had Fafita and Clemmer, as he has had on the interchange bench there. I had no Hoffman and Scott on my side. I thought it was time to move on. I probably would have blooded Frizzell and Graham or Frizzell and James on the bench as well. Because, you know, Frizzell can play tonight. I would have picked Ryan James. As can James. I would have picked, uh, picked Lukey Lewis. But, yeah, that's my other thought with Graham. The only thing I look at Graham to Lewis... Because who's our, who's our uh, utility? Well, that's the thing about Graham. Graham can play six, back row, centre. He kicks for the Sharks. He plays I would have given Louis one more year. So I'm with you, though. Form-wise, I'm not knocking him. But yeah. if you're going to blood somebody in that spot, I would have picked Wade Graham. Wade Graham covers all those. And Frizzell was the other Yeah, one. it makes sense. Um, on the Queensland side of things, I made a few more changes. Not saying... Uh, I know they're loyal and that's all well and good. But just, again, for a bit of turnover, the back line I was happy with, the halves I was happy with. I would have started Maguire, punted Miles altogether. Um, Gareth Thide Parker I agreed with the bench though I wouldn't have had Lilliman or Cherry Evans I just would have went big all over I would have went Gillette Papali Napa and Grebsmill I think Grebsmill has shown enough especially off the interchange bench for uh, you know South Sydney there to what you need in these kind of games you need feet explosiveness and aggression I think he's got all that in spades and yeah. that, that bench probably scares me more if I see Gillette Papali Napa and Grebsmill I know they've got plenty of mongrel Plenty of versatility coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, the utility role, I know Cherry Evans can play a little bit in the forwards and hold his own, but I just don't like it. It just seems like a wasted spot sometimes. Whereas Lewis, like you said, at least he can play tight, play a bit of back row. Yeah. Um, there's a bit more to him. But yeah, that, that's just my opinion. But that'll do for the Fast Five. And any questions we've had, we'll start off with the reviews of the games. Friday, the Roosters, 24-10 over the Bulldogs. Uh, this was pretty one-sided, to be honest. I know it got a bit turbulent at times and there were some errors but both times the Roosters settled down and uh, went at them and, and controlled things they scored a, a pair of tries and got a, the result pretty easily to be honest I thought they could have scored a lot more points yeah I thought the turning point in this one was James Graham going off the field mm, Aiden Guerra oh. got him uh, all messed up with that good footwork yeah he did copped him with but the I felt like the dogs were just grinding their, their way and they were frustrating the Roosters at 4-0 up and then you see the difference again with the halves don't you they just can't generate points no no, 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 but I just felt at that point in time the Roosters were getting frustrated. They had a glut of possession. They couldn't score. Mm. Uh, and then it just looked like they, they just lost their way with him off the field. Now, he is the heart and soul of that side. He's he's as important as a key half to other sides. Well, that, again, that highlights every time he's out there how bad their halves are. He, he basically is their halfback, though. 100%. He so. is basically their halfback. It's no different when Cassiano sometimes is not on there. He's, Cassiano comes up with some better passes off the interchange bench than what the halves do yeah. to create overlaps or, or some kind of number, but... That's something they need to address, and I keep banging on the drum, but the guy who seems to create more than anyone is Mbai, and he scored a good try off that Reynolds kick again. He's an effort player, but, um, yeah, the, the halves are a big issue moving forward for them. There's no doubt about that. But uh, Roger Tuovasa-Sheck, super impressed with him. Jake Friend. I tell you what, if Smith, if this Smith thing was a bit more of an issue and he was out, they have no loss as far as Hooking's concerned. Well, they do. Oh, massive the Aussie captain. But right? compared to, you want to tell me right now, top five hookers, Farrah's not my number two. He's not my number three either. I've got uh, Seguiaro and yeah, Friend. But both New South Wales is. So. so just in that sense, I'm saying if you want to talk about depth, 
we've got probably Pete's next man up, and then other than that, we'd probably have to go back to Ennis again for a number nine. They've got McCulloch, Seguiaro, friend. They've got a lot more options than we do at nine. Yeah. So I thought he was brilliant. Maria Hargraves was good again. Edge back rolls. Um, yeah. But looking at things, the Roosters have got the bye this week. Probably not bad timing, seeing they're going to be missing a few players. The Bulldogs, they've lost four to Origin. They're going to play Canberra. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Canberra basically lost nobody because Papali missed out, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yep. yeah, that, that's... And Austin strength. obviously missed out. So. Yeah, so it's not a bad time for Canberra. Hopefully Jackson points there. The other Friday night game we touched on, top of the table, Big Brother versus Little Brother, the Cowboys, 31-20 to 20, uh, over the Broncos. It was an awesome contest. Um Kind of disappointed me usually that second game I'm not up for. This one, I wish it was the first game on Friday if you're going off form. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome game for 70 minutes. It was an absolute battle. There was those two late tries, like I said, not really a real reflection on the scoreline, the way they won that game, but full credit to the Cowboys. Seven wins in a row. Massive. I've ragged on them for the last few years saying the same thing. They never bank points at the start of the year when it matters. They started awful again, but they've more than done enough now to put themselves with Melbourne up uh, the top there, and the Dragons to be four clear of, uh, you know, the top four are all four clear of the next team. So that's a good little buffer to have, considering you think they're going to lose a couple of games during this period now yeah. and, and play some in really good stead in the top eight. But I thought Tamiya and, and Scott, obviously, you said Thurston was good again. Morgan grabs the hat-trick, but their edge back rolls, that's probably been very impressive. Ethan Lowe, massively underrated. Cooper as well, who was named in their, you know, team of, uh, you know, 20 years, their first team for the 20 years. And Lachlan Coote since he's been back. But um, Milford, I didn't think Milford was too bad again. He's yeah. getting better. He's getting better in the halves. Things are building. Boyd, same deal. Not a great game, but fresh back from injury. So um, there's improvement. The, the key that the Cowboys have got two fullbacks and three halves. Yeah. They've got Coote and Morgan who can play fullback or who pose that threat of a, the leg speed and agility of a fullback. And they've got three halves. And the fact that all those Thurston, Morgan and Coote have all got a bit of ball playing in them. Mm. They've got so many options, you know, like... The only hole for me at the moment is the nine position, but um, it's Granville. He, he seems to be doing a good job there. Um, I, I think the only thing that will stop them from being uh, top four grand final bound would be uh, an injury to one of those key guys. So yeah, I think the also... The scary thing is they've got Tal Malolo out. Yeah, and to be honest, at the moment, it's probably balancing things out a bit better. Yeah. Um, with him not being there, I, I definitely haven't been there. That's no doubt about that, but... Things have really balanced out nicely. Ethan Lowe is one of the most underrated players in that side as well. He's kind of doing a, a Gavin Cooper for the yeah. last couple of years now. Um, I hear the Tigers are pretty big on him. Whether he stays or not, different story. But I'd, if I was your mob, I'd be looking for him as well if he's off contract. The yeah. Titans are going to need a back row. So, you know, he'd be a really good option. Brisbane, anything you see there? No, they won't lose anything out of that. No. Um, they're in the game. Uh, and they're a good footy side. They're... You know, the, the only game they've been blown out in was round one. Otherwise, they competed in everything. Uh, they lost to the Dragons in a close one. This one was a close one. So, mm. And they, they uh, lose... Well coached, they're solid. They lose a fair few uh, to Origin, so they're probably going to hurt here. But again, they're in that situation where they're another one of these sides that's put themselves right they've at the top. they accumulated, yeah. So they're going to have a bit of a rough trot, but they've got Newcastle this week. The Cowboys got the Tigers away. Uh, Ray Thompson will, will come in with Louie, obviously, but he's under an injury cloud, I'm hearing, with a hamstring, so... Um, no front rowers, no Thurston, possibly no Morgan now as well. Yeah. So that'll be a really tough time, I think, for the Cowboys. But Saturday, the Eels, they went down to the Warriors, 17-13, to 13, golden point. They were 12-0 down in the first half, and this is pretty typical of what you expect of the Warriors. They had everything in their in their favour going their way, but they just can't focus for 80 minutes. Yeah. They got bored. 
let the Eels back in. Who well, they also had two guys go off the field busted. Yeah, well, Hoffman, Hoffman got himself KO'd, didn't he? Yeah, very early. I did his ACL. Yeah, and he did his knee, so lose two interchanges. But uh, the Eels scored more tries, by, uh, but obviously leading to goal and point, but no goals. No. And uh, poor old Brad Arthur, he, he laid the mat down on Chrissy Sandow, who, to be honest, I, I don't say is the big problem for everything. I think there's more than him to blame. You need your forwards. Well, there's more to that. There's more to oh, that. It's either there's more to the car accident or there's there's more to why he got dropped. Oh, he, there's, there's definitely more. And I think if he plays in that game and, you know, all things being equal, they, they probably win it. He's just got a little bit more creativity in him than Luke Kelly. And Luke Kelly, I told you, I watched New South Wales Cup uh, twice of them this year, and I know he brought him in, but he hadn't even been doing too well down there. He was steady at best. So. Bit of a strange move, but um, he went down and they beat the Warriors, who were a very good side and cut by 40. Mm. So I think he showed his influence. He had a hand in four tries, kicked the 40-20. So uh, he reckons he's got to stay down there for two weeks, um, you know, each to their own, but I wouldn't have even dropped him in the first place, especially when you've got him up for a contract, but it looks like that's all done and dusted now. Yeah. He won't be staying at the, at the Parramatta Reels. So um, anything else you saw out of this one? I thought Mannering was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Johnson, steady. You know, Qatar's been the one who's right up there for probably Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's been good. He's in that contest. Um, Hoffman, we mentioned two KOs. I think he has to have a rest. To well, be the NRL should step in. If they've done that to Fulton and other players, even though they've had a lot more accumulated, if you've got two in short succession, um, you'd think that might be enough to put you down for a couple of I just of think weeks. during a season, it should just be two weeks accumulatively. So if you have one, you're out for two weeks. If you have two, you're out for four weeks. Your third, six weeks, and just build up. Keep building, yeah. Uh, Bodine Thompson, he's another one I want to give a rap to. He jagged that try, but since he's been there, I've kind of looked at him at clubs in the past and thought he was too inconsistent. I think he's been pretty good this year at the Warriors. Mm. Um, he, he's been very, very good. So for them, they've got the buyer. They don't need it, though. This is kind of disappointing the way the draw works out for them. They're one of these teams that wants to be playing uh, during these origin-affected rounds because, yeah, they've lost Lilliman. But bar, and Hoffman's not there, but bar that, their side's still loaded with Kiwi internationals and decent quality players to get themselves over the line. Mm. Um, Parramatta, on the other hand, who did they lose? They've lost Top White, that's basically it. They're going to get Souths, who have lost GI. They'll still have McQueen, but they've got other injuries as well. So again, this is a prime time probably for the Parramatta Eels to try and jag some points. Um, who's the other one I was trying to think of? I had it written here. Nathan Peach was the one I want to give a rap to. Yeah. He made 60-something tackles in that game. Yeah. Um, Fresh off the ACL, it's been a hard time, but that bloke, he, he's right up there. I know we were talking about him this light last year as far as playing nine for New South Wales. I, I think if he keeps this up, if Farah, who's only been steady this year, uh, they lose this series and things are on the decline, he, he won't be too far off if he stays healthy. He's been no. pretty good. It also looks like they might get Michael Gordon in the hill, so yeah, well, a little bit going on with that. Speaking of Cronulla, they, lost, oh, they won sorry, 23-22 on Saturday against the Titans. Um, you know, 12-0 up. Penalties. They kicked a couple of penalty goals. The Titans, they accumulated points, but the Sharkies come hard. Holmes, who had a few rough errors early in the game, grabbed a double. Lukey Lewis played well. Graham um, Innes set a couple of them up for feeder. Jackie Bird got another one. Uh, they come right back. Got it in the golden point, and of all people, Valentine Holmes kicked the field goal. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty special player, Valentine Holmes. Oh, yeah, sure. Very big fan. Uh, on, the, on the Titans side of things, what do you think there? Just... Couldn't close the game out. Yeah, they should have won the game. Definitely should have won the game, game, especially after they got up early. Probably one of the quieter games, I think, from the halves, too. Yeah, they were. Elgie had a few nice touches, but... Yeah. I think Caesar hasn't had his greatest season. He's had a couple of games, but 
compared to last season, he's, he's down on form a little bit. And I think one of the bigger differences, they probably haven't won the forward battle the last couple of weeks like they were in those other games where they were getting the ball nice and early out to Roberts in that back line. I think the last two weeks, not that they've been dominated, but I think they've been, you know, at least well held up against in that regard. But, yeah. Um, Sharky's jag up there with the field goal. I think the one who impressed me from your mob was Lachlan Burt. Yeah, I, I think he's been building. His form's been pretty good. I think he's one of these ones. He had to wait so long to get his debut. He had a few rough games at the start of the year, but he made 50 tackles over 100 metres. I thought he was, he was much better, yeah, much was. more what I'd expect to see. They've both got the bye. Um, you know, Cronulla, they've got a couple of injuries, and Lukey Lewis obviously would have been there, but they, they've lost the feeder, so probably not a bad thing for them. You look at the Titans, Miles. Obviously, Bird suspended, so they're not really bigly, uh, majorly affected either, but it's probably not a bad time for them to have a break after two losses. Yeah. Try and regather their thoughts and try and pull things back together. But the last Saturday night game, it was the Melbourne Storm getting over South 16-12. to 12. Uh, But a solid half by Melbourne was the first half, all 16 points to two. They were fairly dominant. Bromwich absolutely killed them. Thought Proctor was really good. Billy, um, you know, Chambers, when he gets early ball, he always looks dangerous. But the second half, this was kind of scary. It was a bit like the the Manly game the other week. Melbourne scored all their points in the first half, and then second half, they're just a completely different side. Yeah. South came out, grabbed two early tries, and seemed to be bringing all the pressure. But uh, they defended their line, which is probably the one thing that I keep taking out of all of these games this year. They've been absolutely brilliant when they're, they're facing repeat sets and pressure. But, uh, but you can't be doing that. It can't keep happening. No. Having just completely blank second halves with no points. But... I suppose that they held them out in the end, but no Reynolds, no Sutton, no Turner, no Stewart. They're, they're still feeling feeling their way through things, old South Sydney. Yeah. They're missing a few of those forwards, like we said, from last year, which was always going to have an impact. But the one that kind of disappointed me was the purchases. I think uh, George in particular, I think he got Jimmy and Max last week or something. I'm not quite sure, but I think he's been a bit quiet. I think he started the year on fire, but the last few weeks, um, you know, hasn't been that same punch in the middle of the field. I think Gresmill has been one of the more impressive ones in their forward pack. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And GI, not bad, but, you know, not the best game. Probably Aaron Gray is the one that's impressed me. He's been in for two games, grabbed uh, three tries and been pretty solid. So things need to improve for them, though. They're kind of on the edge right now with those injuries and, and Origin coming up. Yeah. I know they're not, like, so much effective, but losing GI does hurt. And having injuries, he's already put them on the rack a little bit. So this, this is going to be a very interesting time of the year for South Sydney to see what happens. Melbourne have the bye. Uh, good timing for them, seeing as though they're heavily origin-affected. South, as we said, only GI. They play Parramatta this week. It's going to be a hard day for them, I think. Uh, Parramatta only having the one out, so, uh, yeah, tough times maybe ahead for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But Sunday kicked off. I thought this was a pretty good game. The Dragons versus Canberra, 32-18. to 18. They got away nice and early there. The, the Marshall-Widup combination coming together. Probably the form halves in the competition. To be honest, agree with that, yeah. the edges outstanding. Frizzell, Thompson, they're tough in the middle. Um, you know, Rain's been good at nine. There's not much bad you can say about them, but Canberra did hold in. Um, you know, they got themselves to half time at eighteen twelve. The no try. What did you think? I thought that was a try. Yeah, I thought yeah. he's rolled over the top of him. You know, he was never held, and then they held that precedent later on for another one when the bully wasn't held either. Yeah. It was uh, it was quite weird, but I did enjoy Ricky Stewart blowing up in the in the press conference. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see it. He said his, Oz, his, his tag must have fallen off because we're playing Oz tag. So oh, he had to stop. Okay. I was like, he was pretty angry, and he dropped the f bomb. And Jared Croker had to turn his head and take a moment to kind of compose himself. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like an angry Rick. Yeah, I forgot to look on the Twitter account though to see what Rick Stewart. He's uh, 
his impersonating profile had to save it. We might have a new... We should just have a new segment. The top three tweets from Rick. Angry Rick. If you haven't got on it, do you know what his hashtag is or what his tag is? Yeah, it's R-I-C... Like Rick Stewart. Rick Stewart. Well, yeah. look him up on Twitter. If you've got, like, bland humour, there's a few there. They're, they're a bit bland or cold, but... I, I love it. I like it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that sort of bloke, but... Yeah, second half, they got the early try, got to 18-all, but St. George's, they've done all year, it was their defence that pretty much got them over the line. They grabbed another two tries that were pretty scrappy, but Canberra had plenty of opportunities, plenty of ball, threw the kitchen sink at them, couldn't get any more points, though. They defended stoutly, and uh, in particular, like we said, Tyson Brazil thought he had a huge game in, in the half. Yep. They're in a really good situation heading into this rep period. Well-timed, they get the bye. They lose Dugan and Merrin, and maybe for Rizal later on, but it's not a bad time for them to get the bye. No. And they've put themselves in that position where you know they're right up there, those top four on 14 points. Canberra could have moved into the top four if they got the win, but unaffected by Origin, this is their time to shine. Again, they, they, won't, take, uh, they won't lose anything out of that. No, nah, no way. Um, as a game they could have won, but and they've already popped up today saying that they had a plan to go in this period and really attack for points, and they they want to start it again this they Friday. Could. So they got the Bulldogs minus four players. So it'll still be a tough challenge, I guess, in the middle of the field. But if you're completely unaffected, mm. you, you should be looking to win these games. So yep. they're in a, a similar position, I suppose. What the Penrith are going to be, who we'll talk about uh, after the next game, but. Um, New, uh, who is it? St George got the bye. They've got the they've got the dogs, the Canberra Raiders, but Newcastle Tigers an awful game, twenty two to twelve. Just so many errors, twenty six, twenty seven errors. There were so many bad choices in good ball by both teams. Um, I don't call. I can't put my finger on it for the Tigers. I know a lot of people picked to have them in the eight. I, I didn't think they would be, but some weeks they look like absolute world beaters, and other weeks they just don't look like they want to be there. Yeah. They're forwards, but Aaron Wood yesterday, no one got over 100 metres. Even Marty Tapao had a bad game yesterday. Yeah, that was just a flat performance from the Tigers. I, I expected him to win, to be honest. And no. uh, I felt bad for poor Dave Nofaluma. Back in his first game there, he got carved on that edge. Yeah. I know he was defending on Moses' side, which is not an easy task. But yeah. Well, it was clear that's, that's the side they were targeting. He had 30-plus tackles. He had about seven missed. But, yeah, that, that's a tough initiation after having an ACL and a couple of injuries to come back and have to defend uh, poor old Mitchie Moses. Yeah. Tarek Sims, absolute havoc on that edge. Just an absolute nightmare. Him and Leilu had a field day. but Well, here's the other one. I I don't know how he keeps missing origin selection. Who's I've that? got no idea. Tarek Sims. Well, especially now. I thought the start of the after his suspension, he was quiet for a few games. But City Country in the last two weeks, he's, he's tallied Dalian The last votes. month, he's been unreal. And, um, you know, Since Anzac Day. He, he stood up on Anzac Day. Again, you talk fresh blood. Him and Frizzell, there's a couple of back rows that really threw their hand up. Yeah. Um, and, and probably needed to be in the mix, but not considered. So that's probably a good question, though. If we lose game one, do you think we will make changes? Well, well Do you think I, we I go? Probably. We're going to have to. Because we're, we're, we're renowned for it in the past, so I'd be very interested to see if we got the wobbly boot after game one, if he chucked a few more young bloods in there. Yeah. Um, it'd, be, it'd be fairly interesting to see. If we lo- if we were to lose the series, there's no doubt game three would have to be clean house. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you'd, you'd have to expect something like that. But I thought Chad Redman, he, he's been grinding away there for a couple of years, waiting to get a debut, scored the, the try that sealed the game up. Pretty enthusiastic. Sims, as we said, and I thought Snowden was back to have one of his better games as well. But they really need to work on their halves play. Uh, Tyne Roberts hasn't had the greatest year. Gidley, not the most natural of halves. But, yeah, there was a couple of opportunities pointed out by Andrew Johns where they had overlaps four on two, five on two. And they kept giving it to Jeremy Smith or a forward who was tipping onto another forward yeah. when they should have gone out the back. But why is it hard not getting his hands on the football off the back of the quick play? He looks down on confidence. Big oh, time. big time. But big you need time. to, oh, big time. You need to get your hands on the footy and play what you 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Say that not enough halves do it, and they're certainly one of those teams right now. They're playing two within their structure. The first few weeks, they were two things. They were tough defensively, and they got the ball nice and early out to their edges, which is where their strength is. Yeah, they need to get back to doing that because a few times Matiadi and Leilu got the ball yesterday. They were very damaging. Yep. So that, that's their strength. They need to get Leilu is a beast. He's right. playing angry at the moment too. He's playing very angry, and he's going to Canberra. I don't think he's real happy at Newcastle. Nah, he's, he's activated the clause. They'll talk in mid-year transfer, but Rick Stone sat down with him and said he's staying. Uh, and he's told him what he expects. So I think we can expect to see a pretty angry Lalu for the rest of the year. And Tom Canberra probably be pretty happy about that because they need another summer they do, to yeah. go with Croker. So they've done a really nice job building that squad. What happened to Branko Lee? Branko Lee, he's playing under 20s. Yeah, that's what I mean. I what don't happened? know. He was playing first grade. He played first grade, played a bit of cup. Now he's all the way back down there. Mm. They've got a fairly nice little stockpile, to be honest. I was talking on the weekend because I did the Mounties game who were loaded with Canberra players. They had a lot of players in the residence side. They're number one in that comp. Um, and then in the 20s, they've got a Luke Bateman who's played first grade a couple of times this year. Tevita Pengai Jr., who's been touted more than once to play first grade. Uh, he's in there with Branko Lee. And they've got a gun half, Lachlan Croker, who we saw at the nines, who's only a baby. He's been scoring hat-tricks, doubles. He, he's missed I think the last four or five games, he's already scored like 10 tries in four games in that comp. Yeah. So they've got a great stockpile in, in both comps at the moment. But probably the one thing, uh, I'm with you, probably Ed- Edric and Branko, both the leads, I don't think have quite kicked on to what people would have expected. Yeah. Edric's had two bad years with injuries, but yeah, I, I think people would have expected more from probably both those guys by now. I really do like Branko though, but probably that's probably the one upside. If you're still able to play 20s, you've got plenty of time on your Yeah. They definitely can't give up on it, that's for sure. Um... Who we got here? The Tigers. They got the Cowboys. Uh, that, that's that's one they've got to win. I think. I know they're missing obviously Farron Woods, which is the heart and soul of what they do. But they've got their halves. They've got Tedesco. They're going to have to plug somebody in there. I think Manai Charrington's a really good nine. Lawani will probably get the look in, but I love Charrington. I'd like to see him play first grade. Uh, on the flip side, though, you look at the Cowboys. Potentially both halves, both front rows. There's a lot more going out the door at the Cowboys and Tamalolo being out. Of course, there is. Yeah. So Tigers need to find a way. To get the W there, Newcastle, like we said, they got the Broncos heavy down on troops, and they're pretty much untouched by Scott, so they're in the same boat. If they want to stay in touch, they, they kept themselves on the fringe of the eight after getting those four wins in that fifth one there in that nice little pool there that are banked from fifth to ninth. So they should grab a win here if they're, they're really, really serious against the Broncos. But things wrapped up Monday night, Manly and the Panthers, 11-10. I really, like I said, this is nothing against Penrith, but I just felt the whole game, it was all Manly. Yeah, so did I. I, I just, just felt like Manly were, they just never took uh, took advantage of their opportunities. No. And they just seemed to struggle to score points. Either Cherry Evans or Stewart pull something out of their backside, or they, they really don't have an answer. Yeah, well, they didn't have anyone else really chipping in, did they? No. Like, I no. thought, yeah, it really, really hurt, and I thought they looked good. When Simons was on early at six before he went off. Yeah, that he, he was, was playing well. Carving it. Um, I know but even in that period, they only you know they only scored I think the one try and then they got one uh, second one a little bit later. But they just for the dominance that they had in that in that period, they needed to post more points and put scoreboard pressure on Penrith. Penrith 
sort of asked and farted around, you know, the whole game and they never really had scoreboard pressure. They just knew, you know, we'll get another try and we'll be mm. right. And that's what happened. They got that try to sort of bring him, well, draw him up at, um, at or it wasn't, should have drawn him up at 10, but missed the goal, got the penalty goal. And you just, from that point on, once Penrith got within two, I just felt that Manly hadn't banked their opportunities and Penrith were going to get some. And, yeah. Well, you know, that's the way it turned out, but um, it could have easily gone to Manly. But it seemed a similar game for Penrith than the week before. Like the week before they got beaten um, in a game like that. Um, and this week they were lucky enough to, to pull it out. So that, that, that's footy. Just well, done, all I can say is they've done well again, much like the Sharks win, we, we were so affected by injury. Yeah. And like Seguiara was pretty ordinary last night and didn't play a full game and Taylor was fresh back and their, their back line's been heavily reshuffled with Jennings again now adding to that injury list. So with all the changes and shuffles, clearly touched on at the end. Not actual named pairings, but changes in the halves within 10 games have had nine pairings. Yeah. With the injury last night, they moved Cartwright to six and reshuffled things with Coruscant and Seguiara obviously having to go to the bench. So yeah. um, there's not much synergy there at the moment, but they're, they're getting results when they need to. And hopefully they get healthy during this period because it's a really good time. And I was, again, looked at the draw and thought they've got the bye. That's not a good thing for Penrith. These are the weeks they want to be playing. Um, this is their time probably to shine and accumulate some points. So um, not the best thing there for them, but. I really think, and I don't know if you agree, I thought the bench turned it. Well, they did, obviously. I thought, I thought yeah. Plum struggled and Mick McKendry wasn't too bad, but I thought they were really, really flat and they were up in their face. Cartwright comes on, he had four or five offloads, plus that kick late that forced the you know the, the drop goal. Lattimore popped three or four offloads again. Um, you know, Regan Campbell-Gillard, I think, has probably been the best of the four front row rotation. He was sensational last he, night. He's really, really good. And even Manu. Manu come on, provided some spark and set that try up. But yeah. one thing I do have to ask, the Dallin try at the start of the year I thought was a try. I thought he dropped that one last night. Yeah. And I was sitting there saying to the old man about it, if they can give that one a try off the couple of replays they saw and be so chill about it, but I thought the Roosters one was spot on. I have no idea where we're going with their decisions. I, I, but, I haven't been able to work it out for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's very confusing. You know what, I It's either you've either got control of the ball or you don't. Yeah. Well, I'm black and white, man. Every time I see one, I just go, no, it's no try. The, I'll put me in the box. I'll upset some people, but yeah, hundred percent. There'll be uh, there'll be some consistency. Yeah, no doubt about it. The epitome of summing up how tough they've been to keep fighting through is Moylan with broken fingers and that weird hand guard. Well, you know, there. going back to the grounding, if if that was in the field of play and he was going, getting up to play the ball, what would have happened? To knock on. There you go. So there you go. That's, yeah, more than ice the game. What we said, great field goal, um, but it just sums up where they are at again and how resilient they've been. They've got themselves to five and five under tough circumstances. But yeah. well, I said that it, they just have to stay in touch. Yeah, you they know, do. Five and five is, is okay. That's going to be around about the mark for semi-finals, and they'll get guys back on the field, and um, they'll be better at the end of the year. They, I bet they you have a worse run with injury. I bet you they wish they were playing this week though. This is a really good time to start getting. Well, I think last year they accumulated some points during this period. Yeah, this this was a good period for them and the Warriors. Yeah, and they're unaffected again. I know they're getting a couple back, but yeah, this is a time they want to be playing. They don't want to be playing teams even off Origin with their Origin players back. They may be tired, but you'd still rather get them without it yeah. and bank some easy points. But. Uh, Manly's got the buy also, just like Penrith. So that wraps us up there. We've given you the fast five, uh, a little bit of thought on the Origin teams. We'll probably have a talk more in depth next week and get MG on yep. for an Origin preview uh, to go in, into a lot more depth about that. But you've seen the post on the page. If you want to talk to us about the Origin side or you've got any questions, post on those two statuses or post a comment on the wall. We might chuck up a fan forum or something for next week and build up a nice stockpile. But there, yeah, fast five, review's done. 
Brock, you're all done, skis. I'm done. I'm off the training. Heading off the training. I'll be joined next by Mr. Gossip, and I'll be giving you all his dirt. We'll do our tips, and I'll give you the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. He's back, and it's been a good weekend for all. The Storm, 16 points in the first half, none in the second, but got a win for me. And the Penny Panthers, mate, they're on the the ropes, just punch drunk for 11 rounds, but they threw the knockout in the 12th. Mate, I've still got heart heart palpitations from that game. it was a bludger of a game, but um, I, I still, I, I can't figure out how we won. Mate, I'm with you. Like I said, I sat there with my old man at the end, and it kind of took four or five minutes to sink in that they, they got the result. It just felt like Manly were, you know, bashing them in the middle and battering them, and they had all the roll on. But end of the day, uh, they got the two points, and considering the, the terrible injury toll, to be five and five at this point heading into the rep rounds where they're going to be unaffected, uh, it's probably a good result for the Panthers. Yeah, I think it's a good result um, considering the injuries. But um, yeah, last night's game, um, I guess it was a, a good contest between the fullback Stewart versus Moylan. And although Stewart got a double, um, I think Moylan was the better of the two. But um, that might be a bit of bias there. Real sensation on Moylan. Oh, 100%. And, you know, iced the game. Had some nice touches throughout. There was I was more impressed for what I'd knocked him on, which is dirty carries. There was a few moments there where he just came up and took a quick play the ball and blasted himself in the line, which is, you know, that's the kind of message he probably needed to send a little bit more of as far as origin. We all know about the ball playing and all the other bits and pieces to the game, but just that little bit of toughness. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was really good last night, but um, I'm happy with Dugan being... Uh, selected uh, for New South Wales. I think they got that right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Quickly touching on that, we're obviously going to go into much more depth next week in our Origin preview episode with MG. And as normal, we'll have our little bit at the end and have a chin wag. But what did you think of the New South Wales side? Is there anything you would have uh, done differently? Uh, you know what? I, I'm not all that happy with the side, but I, I can't really put a, put together a better side myself. <laughs> All the players um, selected are, are out of form. Um, look, we just got to stick solid and, and, and support the boys. But, um, yeah, of course, you know, we're all going to be unhappy with certain players who were selected because we're so, you know, um, supportive of our own individual clubs and, like, their own stars in there. But, look, I think Wadda has done okay. Um, I don't think it would have made too many changes. No, and I think we, me and Brock touched on this earlier. Um, we, we had a few small differences of opinion, but for the most part, what do you do? You know, we've got a lot of injuries in the back line, so there's a couple of blokes that would have been shoe-ins that are not available. Um, you can understand Jennings and Tupo because they've got Pierce there and obviously Cordner, so you have that rooster sort of edge. Hopawade, why not in the best form? A lot of people don't know that last year he played that second game with a busted AC joint for 60 minutes, so at least you know, uh, much like Morris, who's played injured with that knee, they're both going to tough it out for us. Um, Lothar got it right last year. Queensland have been that same side for so long, and it's almost like playing a club side. They just know each other that well, Queensland. So mm. I think Lothar did it right by picking a lot of uh, club combinations last year, which is why we, we, I think, did well last year, of course. Uh, and I think he stuck with that this year. I know he hasn't picked um, Maloney, but um, you know his defence has been a bit of a bludger. But um, yeah, a lot of club combinations, and uh, you can see where he's going with it. 
Yeah, well, if Jackson spends any time, he's playing 13, but I'm guaranteeing you he'll play a little bit on the right there with Morris and Hodkinson, and then you'll see that left-hand side with those Roosters players. Um, Farron Woods obviously played club football together. Tarmow's been in there for a couple of years now for feeder back. Uh, I, I couldn't really complain awfully or say that anyone really missed out, but there was a, the one position I feel sorry for is obviously the back rowers were always uh, locked and loaded. Lukey Lewis obviously missing out for Clemmer, but, you know, Frizzell could feel hard done by. Tarek Sims has got me into the match on the weekend, much like him and been very, very good. Um, you know, there's a couple of blokes that probably could have fitted in on the bench there, but end of the day, all I care about is hopefully us getting another win, and I think we need we have to win game one in New South Wales. That's it. We don't, we don't win game one. Um, yeah, it's going to be a difficult task, but, um, you know, we've got the shield, so it's up to them to get it off us. 100%. And on the Queensland side, obviously nothing really to talk about there. There's no real surprises for you? They are, and uh, I know that they stick solid. And, and high, all credit to them. I wanted McQueen out, which happened for Maguire, but to be honest, I would have punted Miles as well. That's just me. Uh, good on them, though. They, they always stick solid, but uh, I probably would have gone for Napa or you know maybe a, a Papali or a Grebsmi or someone a bit like that. But that, that's just me. But uh, all in all, you, you, I think you posted early up what everyone was looking to know. Daily Cherry Evans, he's going to miss out, and Michael Morgan in. Well, it shows you from their point of view how good they're going because Cherry Evans has been very good the last couple of weeks and the fact that he gets injured and then Morgan, who scored a hat-trick and then a double the week before, can come and replace him. They just have a never-ending production line, the bastards. <laughs> yeah, they're very lucky. But look, Loz has done good with the New South Wales side. So, uh, from what he had to pick with, he, he's done all right. So let's wait and see. Yeah, well, fingers crossed nothing negative happens in the camp uh, in the run-in. But for now, mate, gossip and dirt, what do you got for us? and I feel bad for him purely regardless of the breakdown between the board and the coach which we all we've said it before uh, you know that was a big reason for the peptide issue somebody's has got to do a better job communicating because when someone's livelihood's on the line he's won their player of the year the last two years he's been nothing but good to the club and uh, thinks he's getting an extended career by moving to Parramatta at the 11th hour has the rug pulled out from under him so um, I've seen some comments today some people pretty harsh in their judgment, saying, suck it up, you've got a contract, and all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. That's all well and good, but um, if it was agreed or, or talked upon and they've pulled the rug out from under him, I, I think they should let him go. He's a good bloke too, um, Gordon, uh, for anyone's ever met him out there. Um, yeah, look, it's like, as you said, best and fairest two years running. Um, you think the Sharks would be a little bit more accommodating for him. They said they told him earlier in the year that, that he wasn't uh, part of their plan, so... Mm. Yeah, it just, just doesn't make sense to me. you got Holmes, you got Barber. It's, it's clear of your intent. He's older. He's got a chance to extend his career. And 
Uh, it just seems really harsh if it is the case of them saying, no, we're going to hold on for the rest of the year in case something happens and, you know, cost him his future. It's just, it's just really harsh. Yeah, I think it'd just be a matter of time. My next couple of weeks, I'm sure he'll be at Parramatta. Yeah, fingers crossed for him. All right, mate, moving on to Daly Cherry Evans, um, as we were just talking about him before. Um, look, <laughs> will he say it manly or will he say it the Gold Coast, or will he go to the Gold Coast? It's about 50-50, but I do have very good money that he just bought a property three weeks ago on the Gold Coast, and it's a massive place up there. So um, is it a holiday house or is it a place he's moving into? Is it an indication? I have no idea, but it looks 50-50 at this stage. My money is that he's still going to the Titans, but... Um, I could be wrong, and if I am, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, this is one of those things. I, I was sitting there last night saying to my old man that I, I got the feeling that everything seemed pretty settled at Manly. Now, maybe uh, he was on board, but uh, you read similar today, $1.5 million property and see the photos. That that looks a lot more than a holiday house, doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If that's a holiday house, I want to be his best mate. Oh, Jesus Christ. I want to go in for a barbecue. <laughs> Hit me up. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm a bit 50-50, uh, but at the same time, I, I think once they cleared things up, it'd be way too detrimental, regardless of everything that's happened, for him to come out again after saying nothing's changed and he's going for him to backflip. I really think he wouldn't be able to handle uh, another public backlash. So I think he's going to the Titans. Yeah, I think so too. But, um, you know, I don't think anyone knows, any person that knows is, is Dally and if he hasn't made a decision, I'm sure he would have um, announced it by now, so I'm pretty sure he's still pondering, but um, yeah, if I hear anything, I'll let you know. No worries. Alright, um, on to the Titans. Um, I've got, got some good mail that um, they're very interested in McQueen, but I, I can't see him leaving South, but um, you would think that they'd have to pay a bit of coin for McQueen. We heard this one earlier in the year, I think, from you as well, and saw a couple of posts and whatnot, and I, I just don't understand. I really don't. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one, isn't it? But it won't go away. I know he's played Origin, but consistency is a massive issue. He can't even seem to crack a starting spot the whole time he's been at South. So, um, he, his good days are really good, but they're few and far between. Uh, I, I thought, and I think I, we spoke about this, I would have pushed hard for Alex Glenn, even though it's a, a long shot to get him out of Brisbane after eight or nine years, but... The other one that's sitting there that hasn't been spoke of, and I think the Tigers are keen on, is Ethan Lowe. I'd go after Ethan Lowe. Yeah. I think uh, a mu- yeah, no. much better option, better money, more consistent. Uh, I think I think it's a tick in a lot of areas. And you, you've seen how well he's played up there, and he, he's been a good weapon for Thurston and, and Morgan. They've all kind of gravitated towards him. So if they're looking for a back row for Cherry Evans or LG, uh, Lowe's one I'd be looking at. depend on two things to me. Number one would be money, and I'd probably... I'm guessing, that, you know, this is one of the things about players and managements and entitlement. I don't know if we would come to an agreement because I'd probably have clauses in there too about maybe drinking or meeting targets and uh, bits and pieces like that. But if I was offering three, there'd, there'd definitely be some strings attached after he's uh, checkered past because 
it's like you said, he, he was in trouble in the off-season again. Luckily, he got cleared. We're only 10 games in. It's a bit soon to be uh, demanding uh, a big upgrade in three years and a lot of guarantees. Yeah, you can see a lot of times only offered two years, but um, look, while he's hot, he's asking for three years, and they, they may just do it to snare him because, as I said, there's other, play, other clubs chasing. So, yeah. um, well, this is manager. the this is the issue, isn't it? Uh, you know, in, in all situations like this, now off you catch fire, and things are going well. It doesn't seem to really matter what's happened in the past. We've seen Carney get picked up numerous times. He, he got sacked twice and still managed to get seven hundred thousand off the Sharks and a massive deal, which he. Never seemed to finish, but that's how it works. When when you're hot, you're hot. Yeah, exactly right. All right, mate, last one for tonight, and we should hear some signing news probably this time next week. I've touched on it a few weeks ago. That's Darcy Lussick. Um, he's all but put pen to paper with Manly. He's already agreed to turn, so those Manly fans that keep tweeting me about Lussick, it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah, that one doesn't surprise me, though. I, you know, I heard the talk. Uh, obviously, you told us that... Titans were talking to him and that Manly were talking to him, but either way, um, you know, he's going to take a, a pay reduction. They both need somebody uh, to come in and help out with their forward packs. But Nate Miles, Darcy Lussick, they're starting to look a little bit more like the Manly of old, pretty angry, and uh, yeah, putting those guys in there should stir the pot nicely next year. They, they definitely need to make a move soon on some halves. I know, obviously, that all the talk is they're holding out in case of what happens, uh, you know, the situation with Terry Evans, but. Um, getting the forwards, good start, but they need to act on some halves and they need to act soon. Yeah, I get some emails at Manly Wings and Chris Sandow, but geez, I, I think Jeff should be smarter than that. Yeah, well, I think the one, uh, again, I know the Sharks are heavy, but Townsend would be my number one priority if I was Manly. Um, yeah. I think it was last week you told us they made contact with Todd Carney. Again, if, if the money was right, there's no way he'd be able to demand good money after all his issues, but... Um, you know, if you could snare Townsend and the NRL saw fit to clear him and they got t- uh, Carney back on good money with a couple of those forwards, they wouldn't be looking too bad for next year. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one if the Manly board let uh, Carney come through and also the sponsors that Manly have quite a big say, as most sponsors do these days. So uh, just because TV wants him there doesn't mean he's necessarily going to get him. So. Yeah, 100%. All the gossip out of the way, champion. Oh, tip and comp, uh, I got five, you got six. I, I thought I was home with the Manly one last night, but they let me down. <laughs> I bet you did. They absolutely knifed me. And the other one, we went golden point, so twice I've, I lost by one point. It was the, uh, sh- not the Sharks-Titans game. Oh, no, I bloody completely knifed myself again. You towed me up, you tipped the Dragons, and they beat Canberra. I did, I tipped the Dragons, uh, but I tipped the Titans, I believe, against the Sharks. Like, yeah, uh, we both went the home side there, so we both went down on our swords. But I got five, you got six, your total is now 48, I'm 44. So you've picked up another extra point and starting to build a bit of a buffer, you bastard. Yeah, I, I tell you, I don't know how the Titans lost that game. Now, nah, uh, after the start in particular and all the extra penalty goals and, and built that nice little yeah. buffer, um, yeah, they let, well, really let that one slip, but... Yeah, clock watching. Yeah, 100%. We've got our first shortened week this week, mate, and uh, a bucket load of changes, but we start things Friday night. South Sydney versus Parramatta there at ANZ Stadium. Uh, obviously, a couple injuries still for the Bunnies, but uh, GI out. Johnston's going to be playing fullback. Ready comes back in on the wing. Uh, Johnny Sutton's been named after that bad eye injury, so interesting to see what happens there. McQueen not picked, and they've got an extended bench. On Parramatta's side of things, only Hopawade uh, on the outer there. So Ryan Morgan comes in and Falara returns. Junior Paulo back from suspension, but 
looking at this one, um, I have to go para. I know that they've only lost one player, but they're desperate. They're absolutely desperate for a win. They have to get a win. Yeah, they've got to win, Paramount. I think otherwise you can cross them off. Cross them off your list and make the eight entirely. Um, I tell you what, Kelly's going to have to improve. I thought he was woeful against the Warriors. Um, did they miss Sandow? They probably missed his goal kicking, but uh, they definitely didn't miss his missed tackle. So it's hard to say whether they really miss him. I know he played well uh, for Wakefield and got um, man of the match there, but um, geez, it's a, it's a different a different game altogether, isn't it? New South Wales Cup, so it's a first grade. But um, yeah. uh, wow, well, I'm just going to tip the bunnies, um, only because from what I saw last week from Parramatta, they just they, they look terrible. Um, and Kelly's really going to have to improve to lead that, that side around. I, I, I just, yeah. I'm, I I'm just very surprised that that was his solution, was dropping Sandow, because I thought that the forwards were letting, bar probably uh, Manu Ma'u and, and Danny Wicks, I thought a lot of the forwards were letting him down. Anthony Watmau hasn't played a decent game yet for, for Para, so uh, on, on the back of that, I, I felt it was harsh, and I've commentated the New South Wales Cup this year. I've done two Mounties games, and Luke Kelly's been dreadful. Um, you know, so when Sandow goes back, sets up four tries, kicks a 40-20, I see a massive difference in class. So he's fallen on his sword now, though. He said he was going to drop him for two weeks. I think he could do with him this week. He generally tends to play really well against his old club, and he's the complete opposite to the style of football that Souths like to play. So, mm. right, you hit the nail on the head. Sandow would play out of his skin against South mm. if he was selected. Um, Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I rated him highly at the beginning of the year. Look, I still rate him highly as a coach, but he's got this one uh, terribly wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent there. The odds, as always, brought to you by WilliamHill.com, formerly known as SportingBet.com. If you had an account with SportingBet, it still exists now with William Hill for this game. South Sydney heavy favourites, a dollar forty-eight, two dollars seventy for Parramatta. I know I'm going to be taking a piece of that. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, minus six is the line there. I like power one to twelve at four dollars twenty-five. Or if you like a bit of multi-value, twelve and a half start gets you a dollar forty-seven. So count me in on that one. Um, the second game it's Saturday. It's the Tigers versus the Cowboys out at Campbelltown Stadium. Matty Lodge will come in for Aaron Woods in the front row, and Halatau is going to start at hooker. Um, Kyle Lovett comes back in, and they've got an extended bench. This week also on the Cowboys side of things, well, massive changes, obviously. They lose both of the front rowers. Hennett and Sam Hoare come in to start there. They're both going to lose both the halves by the looks of it. So Ray Thompson's been named with Michael Morgan, uh, but I suppose Robert Louis or somebody else is going to have to come in and fill that role because I think he's got a hamstring injury um, from what I'm hearing there. So I'm looking at the Cowboys side. I still think there's a fair bit of talent there, but losing your two bookends and your halfback, that's a pretty big blow. Uh, the Tigers usually struggle without Woods and obviously Farrah there, but I don't think Farrah's been all that great this year. So with the halves and Tedesco still there, I'm going to go to the Tigers at Campbelltown. Yeah, uh, go to the Tigers. Well, they're still about six, seven, and one. Um, this would be the Tigers' third loss in a row if they were to lose, and I don't see that happening. JT will have the voice fired up. Um, yeah, give me the Tigers. Yep, and with WilliamHill.com, they're a dollar sixty-two favourites to win out there at Campbelltown. The Cowboys two dollars thirty. Outsiders, the line, minus four. Um, I don't know if I can give them a blowout in this game. I I'm still haven't been really impressed by the Tigers. They've kind of let me down after I've given them credit the last couple of years saying they're on the rise. So 
more of a one to twelve bracket again for me. You get three dollars ten for the Tigers, four dollars if you're willing to back the Cowboys. But Sunday, the Canberra Raiders completely unaffected by Origin, looking pretty good for them. They go up against the Bulldogs, who are missing four players: Josh Morris, Hodgkinson, Jackson, Clemmer, all selected. They get Lafay back, and Stanley's coming back in. Uh, Moses and Bly is obviously going to partner Josh Reynolds. Tony Williams gets a start again, and they've got an extended bench with a couple extra forwards coming in, obviously, to cover. This one's pretty straightforward for me. If you've got no origin effect and you're at home, uh, you tip that side, so I'm going the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going to go the Raiders as well. Um, they were a bit disappointing on the weekend. Um, I thought the ends of their sets weren't what they had been uh, in prior weeks. Um, I think you'll turn it around the Raiders, but um, I don't think it'll be as, um, as one-sided as the bookies suggest. Yeah, well, speaking of that, last time I backed Lafayette, uh, I think it was second half first try score in this corresponding fixture last year, and they beat Canberra, I'm pretty sure, with their Origin players out. So uh, Canberra, a very different side 12 months ago to what they are now, but I'm with you. I think there's still enough with that ridiculous forward pack. Um, but there's question marks over James Graham again. So if he's out, maybe, just maybe, the green machine down there might do a number on him. So... The bookies, they've got Canberra at WilliamHill.com as $1.65 favourites, $2.25 if you like the Bulldogs. Minus 3.5 is the line. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Canberra might have a nice little fruitful period here, being unrepefected. This is a good time to kind of try and streak away and establish themselves as a top eight side. But the round wraps up. Monday, it's the Newcastle Knights versus the Brisbane Broncos. They only lose Bo Scott, so Joseph Tapine. He comes in to start in the back row. Otherwise, they're unchanged from last week. The Broncos, six players. Boyd, Hodges, Thide, Gillette, Parker, they're all away. Big, big swag of players there, Maguire included. So Maguire, uh, sorry, Carhu's going to get a fullback. Vito gets recalled along with Copley. They fill in on the wing in the centres. Milford Hunt gives a bit of stability, but Jared Wallace will start in the front row with Adam Blair. David Stagg gets his first game of the year, filling in the back row there. For Glenn, Joe Offerhengawi playing lock. Joey Boyce, a former Newcastle 20s player, gets his debut. And the bench stays solid with the youngins in Francis Molo, Corey Oates, and Cody Nickarima. 7,000 changes. I still think it's a decent <laughs> side, but I have to go Newcastle. Yeah, I'm going to go Newcastle, but wow. If anyone had... If any Broncos fans out there, I'm sure they'd be yelling and jumping at my mouth for standalone origin weekends. Bloody hell, you know? Yeah, <laughs> big toll. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Especially after such a great start to the year. It's, um, wow, what changes, you know. It's, well, you look at it, don't you? You look at the top three, or the top four all on the same points. The Dragons, they lose Benji. Oh, no, sorry, not Benji. They lose Dugan and Merrin, obviously. But you look at the other three sides in Melbourne, the Cowboys and the Broncos, and they just get smashed. The Broncos lose six players. Melbourne obviously lose the big three, plus Will Chambers. And then you look at the Cowboys, both their front rowers, they lose Thurston, and now you probably chuck a Michael Morgan in. So they're losing their halves and their two bookends. It's it's a really hard time. It's, uh, yeah, it's still got me dumbfounded, man. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't look forward to the summer here, to be honest. Still yeah. It's like club football. Um, as a Panthers fan, I'm rubbing my hands together because we've got nobody. So um, we're a bit like the Raiders where we can really start making a climb. Yeah, big time. This is uh, this is the Warriors season and Panthers season. They, uh, Panthers unlucky to have a bye this week, so they don't get to take advantage of a team uh, originless. But obviously, teams are a lot more fatigued also when they get their players back. So 
now's the time to get the whips out if you're a warrior or a panther. Um, good times for them. But that game, Newcastle, the heavy favourites at home, $1.52 on Monday night. The Broncos, $2.55 outsiders, minus 5.5 is the line of that one. Uh, I think too many changes, even though I think they're halves and they've got some fairly stable uh, fill-in first graders. Newcastle should do a number, really, at home with that many players missing. But, um, mate, we're identical, bar South and the Eels, so... Pretty hard, like you said, this time of year. But just after Green and Barrett, I suppose it's still football. There's a couple of games, quality not as good. But the one thing I do look out for is hopefully seeing a couple of debuts. So who knows? Maybe Joey Boyce can surprise this weekend, have a good game there in his first game. There's not really too many other uh, you know debutants to speak of. But just after kind of Green and Barrett, don't we have to look forward to the carrot that is Origin next Wednesday night? Yeah, beauty. Can't wait, brother. No worries, mate. Enjoy your weekend. Have a few sherbies, and uh, we'll have to wait until Wednesday night. Let's get the blues, get them home. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, brother. No worries, mate. A big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip, and on Facebook, just type in NRL Gossip into the search bar. A massive thank you also to WilliamHill.com, formerly known as SportingBet.com. If you had an account, with Sporting Bet, it still exists with WilliamHill.com. So if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it is with William Hill. Uh, keep your eyes peeled, obviously, for our $100 free bets that you can win with our Pick the Score competitions, thanks to William Hill also, and uh, our charity bets. We've been doing really well. I've got the last four or five weeks in a row. Obviously, uh, unlucky that streak broke this weekend when the Tigers lost, but I'm up to the $1,000 mark for our chosen charity this year, which is the New South Wales Guide Dog association which is a very worthy cause but in association uh with william hill and your luck on the punt there's our other sponsor the nrl profits and they help you get a win so if you're tired of constantly losing money to the bookies it's time you join the profits over 70 units of profit in the 2014 season the service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league including the nrl and the super league so you get the best of both worlds there the NRL Profits has a special offer to all the listeners of the fifth and last. It's a 10% discount off all the access or profits packages. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the profits. But for now, that wraps us up. Uh, short and round, painful, hard to see our team suffer through this period and the standard drop a little bit. But we do have that golden carrot, as I said to Gossip just before, of origin dangling in front of us. New South Wales, not in the best of form, but picked a side that we just have to back. That's the main thing come this time of year. We have to put all our differences aside because we're never, ever going to all be happy and agree with the team. But we have the shield. We need to back it up, and we need to win game one in Sydney against the Maroons. So look forward next week to have an MG on for the origin preview as well as gossip. We'll run through the teams, have a real breakdown and preview of the big match. But for now... Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 